hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah. Without further ado tonight, I want to step aside, but before I do, I want our good evangelist to know how much we love him tonight with a great big hand clap. We love brother and sister Heron, and there's two wonderful boys. We're glad to have them with us in Frankfurt. Let's welcome them as he comes tonight. Everybody said praise the Lord. What an awesome, awesome atmosphere, man. If I was the devil, I would just tap out right now and go ahead and call it a night. Amen. Something's going to happen in here. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you for all the, the, the wonderful blessings tonight. Uh, just thank you so much. Thank you, Brother Jordan, for all the kind words. And we appreciate this church tremendously. And God is blessing you tremendously. I don't know if I've seen a bigger crowd here for a service that I've been here as I see tonight. So God is doing great things among you. And I am excited about what the Lord's about to do tonight. Thirteen people received the Holy Ghost this morning, and more are going to get it tonight in the presence of the Lord. Praise God. To all of our guests that are here tonight, I'm so glad you came. Don't worry, I'm preaching straight to you. Glad you came tonight. This is my one chance to meet you. We're going to talk from me to you, pulpit to pew. And glad you're here tonight. And glad this church is, is doing what it's doing and knocking the devil backwards every service and constantly pushing toward revival. And I am so excited to be here tonight. And give honor to your pastor and to Bishop Price and, and to all the ministry here tonight. Brother Lyle, I love you all very, very much. And thank you for all the hospitality uh, this week. It's been a great, great week. And we'll fly out tomorrow and go home for four days and then hit Louisiana, then home for three days and Nashville for seven days and Alaska for 10 days then North Carolina for four days and get Florida for nine days. Would you like to know my schedule? I'm giving it to you. So it's been a crazy time in Detroit. So God's, God's doing great things and, and uh, we're just excited about what the Lord is doing. He's definitely pouring out his spirit like he said he would. And... Um, and I, I am thankful to be able to see him do this. The book of Acts chapter 4. The book of Acts chapter 4, verse 29 through verse 31. Acts chapter 4, verse 29 through verse 31. Praise God. Give honor to all the elders here tonight. I love the elders of the church. I love, I love it because elders, they may not get uh, a lot of people's attention, but elders that have served God for years have hell's attention, trust me. They don't like it when you've lived year after year after year after year for the Lord. You have something backing up your words, and I'm, I honor you tonight. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. By stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken. Someone say the place was shaken. Where they were assembled together, and they were all filled. 
Everyone I say they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. I don't want to preach deep tonight. I want to preach to everybody that's in here, and I want to preach from the subject shaken by the Spirit. Shaken by the Spirit. God is going to do a work tonight. I'll get out of the way as quickly as possible, and the Holy Ghost is going to fall again tonight, just like it did this morning. Are you ready? Lord Jesus, thank you for what you're about to do in this place. Take authority over every spirit, human and demonic. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I worship you for what you're about to do tonight among us. I glorify you, and I love you, and I give you praise in advance for the outpouring of your spirit, the deliverance, the healing, the breakthroughs, whatever. You know who's here tonight. They're not here on accident. They're here. This is their night tonight. Get them, Jesus. Do what you got to do. I worship you, and I praise you. Would you clap your hands to the Lord one more time? Would you glorify the Lord? You may be seated. Thank you for standing. From creation up until today, God's Spirit has been a moving spirit. At the very beginning of your Bible, you will find that God's Spirit is a moving spirit. The Spirit of God moved on the face of the waters, the Bible said. And then God said, let there be light. And from that moment, when light shot from the mouth of God at 186,000 miles per second, it has not stopped moving since. But before that happened, the Spirit of God moved. And when the Spirit of God moves, it doesn't matter what is in its way. Something is going to happen because that Spirit cannot be contradicted or compromised or have anything that could oppose it and break it. The power of God is too strong for everything the devil has against you in your life. If you ever get under the flow of the Spirit of God, that moves and delivers and heals and sets free. There's nothing attacking you that can stay with that power of that spirit. There is no demonic spirit that can handle the spirit of God. The spirit of God is a creating spirit. It's a moving spirit. It's a spirit that absolutely has no boundaries, no limitations, no limits. He can do whatever he wants to. He does not have to have something to make something. He creates things out of nothing. That's the God that you clap your hands to. He is the king of all kings. He is the Lord of all lords. He is omnipotent. He is omnipresent. He is omniscient. He is Yahweh. He is Jehovah. He reigns above all. He's always been. He is right now and he always will be. And every knee will bow like I said this morning. And every tongue will confess that he is the Lord. And since that day of creation, his spirit has never stopped moving. In Ezekiel, when the boneyard was full of dead men's bones, God, God told Ezekiel, breathe or prophesy to the wind and say, breathe, you bones. And he prophesied to the wind, and the Spirit of God came in that valley and resurrected dead men's bones and made them alive people walking around as soldiers because when the Spirit of God gets on someone, no matter what they're doing, how dormant they are, how backslid they are, how tired they are, if the Spirit gets on you, you can't sit still. You can't sit there and act like everything's fine and I'm bored in church when the spirit gets on you. You may not care about what song they're singing. You may care less what I'm preaching, but if the spirit gets on you, there's no way in the world it can just sit there and move through you and you not feel it. It'll move to that organ that needs to be healed. It'll heal that organ. It'll move on your mind where that stress is and remove that stress. It'll take over your marriage. It'll get in your finances. It'll get in your kids. When the spirit moves, anything can happen.
No wonder when he walked on this earth and the spirit became man, Jesus Christ, everywhere he went, cities were moved. The Bible said he would walk in the city and the entire city would be moved or be shaken. Everybody got healed. 37 different times between Matthew and John, you'll find Jesus doing a miracle. But if John actually wrote that if we actually tried to record all the miracles that he did, all the books in the entire world could not contain the works of Jesus. That's how powerful he was. Everywhere he went, people walked out of graveyards that were dead and they were alive. People that were sitting there drowning in the storm would watch him speak, peace be still. And the rocking waves said, yes, sir, and bowed at his feet. It didn't matter if you were blind like Bartimaeus if he passed by you you would be instantly healed it didn't matter if your daughter was dying Jairus if he walked in your house that girl was going to raise up from the dead it didn't matter if you were a leper it didn't matter if you were deaf it didn't matter if you couldn't move if the spirit of the Lord moved upon you instantly something would happen What could have been better than being with him everywhere he went? Roofs would get torn off. People would leave their jobs and go out in the desert just to hear him preach. Without a microphone. Without an awesome choir. Without great music. Without a flyer on Facebook. He didn't promote himself, but he was so bad that everywhere he went, people would walk out of the cities just to hear him speak because the spirit of the living God dwelt inside of him. He was the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He said, I and my father are one. If you've seen me, you've seen the father. When you saw Jesus, you were looking at the face of God and there was no greater thing going on in your world than when Jesus would pass by your town. What could have been better for three and a half years? What could have been better than walking with him those three and a half years? What could have been better than being with him, watching the blinded eyes be opened, watching the people that could not move walk, watching the dead people walk out of tombs, watching people that had leprosy and missing limbs, all of a sudden their limbs come back and the leprosy go back to the gates of hell where it came from. What could be better than watching storms stop and devils being cast out? What could be better than seeing people lowered through roofs, get up and walk out even though they couldn't move when they came Amen. What could be better than a woman crawling through a crowd with an issue of blood touching the hem of his garment and you getting there to be there just to see instantly what doctors could not cure for 12 years just touching his clothes caused the serious blood to stop flowing out of her body. What could, oh I wish I had a witness, what could be better than being with Jesus? There was nothing going on that was as powerful as being with him. Except one thing. He said, the comforter has been with you, but shall be in you. The only thing greater than being with Jesus is Jesus being inside of you. That's the only thing greater than being a spectator at a miracle scene and getting to watch people heal. The only thing greater than watching him do it would to have no shadow of a doubt that he lives inside of you. And everywhere you go, anything can happen because the Messiah dwells among you and dwells inside of you. That's why the word said, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. 
Nothing could be greater tonight. Let me just talk to you. I don't care what job you have. I don't care if you have $10 million in your bank account. That's not as powerful as having Jesus Christ inside you. That money is going to burn one day. And one day you're going to stand before God and you're going to go to heaven or you're going to go to hell. And listen to me. That money won't matter then. That awesome house won't matter then. That sweet ride won't matter then. How many people know you and follow you on Twitter? That won't matter then. When you stand before God, what's going to matter is that he live in you. Were you born of the water and were you born of the spirit? Like the Bible said in John, you must be born of the water and the spirit to enter the kingdom of God. The greatest miracle you'll ever see you'll ever experience is someone receiving the Holy Ghost. The greatest miracle I ever received was receiving the Holy Ghost. The second greatest miracle I ever received was praying someone through the Holy Ghost. There's no, that's the only thing that's almost as exciting, watching someone else get it. I've seen all the stuff happen. I told you this morning, I've seen the blinded eyes open. I've seen the cripples get up and walk. I've seen the dead raised in front of my eyes. I have seen the e- deaf ears open. I have seen cancers disappear in my hands. I've watched tumors that were on people's throats absolutely dissolve and be gone. And it's my blowing but it's nowhere near as powerful as when someone gets the Holy Ghost it's the greatest miracle you can ever receive in your life Romans 8 verse 9 said if you have not the spirit of Christ you are none of his you want him inside you want him living in you I'd rather have him in me than him out there somewhere hoping he knows where I am. When I know he's inside me, it doesn't matter what comes against me. When I know he's living in me, I can fight the depression. I can fight the discouragement. I rebuke the spirit of suicide in here right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I rebuke that right now. And whoever's got that, you're leaving with the Holy Ghost tonight. You're not going to leave with that depression. You're not leaving with that. I rebuke that black cloud. I command that thing to leave your mind. You're going to have peace when you leave here tonight. The Lord's going to give you a smile that you never had in years. Because the power of the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you. You're not going to be the same. Someone ought to worship the Lord for 30 seconds right now. Lift up your voice. Clap your hands. And magnify the Lord. Someone's going to be set free. Someone's going to be delivered. Someone's going to be rescued by God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. No wonder then if he did all these powerful moves when he walked the earth. At the first time, he poured out his spirit. The Bible said it was a sound as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. That was what happened in Matthew and Acts chapter 2 verse 1 through 4. That's what happened right there where the first time he poured out his spirit, he filled the room with a sound of a rushing mighty wind and the second time he poured out his spirit the Bible said the entire place was shaken every time Jesus takes over a building takes over a person he doesn't do it quietly he comes inside of them he fills them it's something you've never experienced no man can give you what I'm about to tell you about no preacher can give you the Holy Ghost but when God fills you with his spirit you will know beyond the shadow of a doubt that the king of kings is living inside Side of me right now. (laughs) 
I don't care what background you have. I don't care what religious uh, beliefs you have. The Holy Ghost is for everybody. The Bible said in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. I have seen atheists straight up walk in, not believe in God, but walk out with the Holy Ghost. I've seen satanic worshipers walk in and leave with the Holy Ghost. I've seen tons of witches walk in and leave with the Holy Ghost. I've seen Muslims walk in and leave with the Holy Ghost. Hindus walk in and leave with the Holy Ghost. Buddhists walk in and leave with the Holy Ghost. I've seen every kind of background walk in. It doesn't matter what the devil's got on you. When it's time, it is time to receive his spirit. I don't care what church you go to. The Holy Ghost is for you. The Holy Ghost is for you. The Holy Ghost is for you. Well, I just don't think that's, I don't think it is for me. I just don't think that that was just the Bible stuff. That was just in the Bible days. Well, you have a tough time convincing the 5,000 people this morning in the Philippines that got the Holy Ghost, or the 3,000 last week in one day in Bangladesh that got the Holy Ghost, or the 300 in China on a one day that got, I can go on all day. You're going to have a hard time convincing me when I've seen about 5,000 people in the last two and a half years in America get the Holy Ghost, that it's not for you. It's for everybody. He said, in the last days, I will pour it out on all flesh every man every woman every boy every girl if you are a human you are a perfect candidate with a spirit of god to live inside of you i don't know how i wouldn't want the spirit of god it's one thing if you never knew about it it's another thing if you get exposed to it tonight and don't want it in you i'm going to say what i said this morning but good luck standing before the judgment seat and saying, give me my mansion when you didn't want him living in you down here. That's conversation I don't think I want to be around. Because that's probably not going to go very well. Because why would God make all this stuff and prepare it for you, but you don't want him living in you down here? I promise you the devil wants to live in you. And I know he wants to live in me. And I don't want him anywhere near me. But if I have an opportunity to leave this place tonight with the creator of the universe living inside of me, there's not a person in here or a devil in here that can keep me from getting the spirit of God. Because I know if that's available, I'm getting it tonight. I said it this morning, but you can drink any drink you want to drink. It won't do for you what the Holy Ghost will do for you. You can put any drug in your arm, up your nose, or put down your throat. You'll still not go as high as the Most High God. Having the relationship you want to have, hook up with who you want to hook up with, it won't do for you what the Holy Ghost will do for you. There's not a human out there that can replace God. He is the maker of the universe. He made the stars. He made the sun. He made the moon. He made you. He made me, and he knows what you need he knows what I need <laughs> you can't tell me he doesn't pour it out I've seen it happen in America more than ever Services like in Stockton when 71 would get the Holy Ghost, 61 would get the Holy Ghost, in Tampa when 83 would get it, and then 85 the next time would get it, and then in West Palm Beach when 122 would get it in one service. You can't tell me that God's not pouring it out. 
like he's pouring it out because it's the last days. He wants you to have him inside you. He wants to live in you. He wants to dwell in you. It's easy to get the Holy Ghost. How do I get it? Glad you asked. Acts chapter 2, verse number 4. Acts 2, verse number 4. Then we'll go Acts 10, 46 and Acts 19, 6. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Acts chapter 10, verse number 46, I believe. Acts chapter 10, verse number 46 said this. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Acts chapter 19, verse number Six, I believe. Acts chapter 19, verse number 6, that when Paul laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues. The proof that you get the Holy Ghost on the outside is that you will speak with other tongues. That means that when God fills you with his spirit, it'll come out of your mouth, and it won't be the language that you speak. If you speak English, when God fills you with the Holy Ghost, with the Holy Spirit, when God fills you with the spirit, the outward evidence that you're filled on the inside is that you will speak with other tongues as the spirit gave the other. That means if you speak Spanish, it won't be Spanish. In fact, you will not understand what you're saying, but you'll know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I've never felt what I'm feeling right now. I've never experienced, I've never heard this. Let's just say that that bottle is God and the water inside the bottle is the spirit. And let's just say this is me on the bottle here and the water inside me is also the spirit. Now Phil, pour Pour? Yes, sir. All the way to the top. Just stop at the top. He's filling me up. Stop. Pretty much full, aren't I? If you get real close, you can see the bottle is pretty much full. I'm trying to hold it for everyone to see. If you walked in the building, though, and you saw this bottle up on the platform somewhere, if the spotlight wasn't on, you couldn't tell if it was full or empty. But if he keeps pouring, go ahead, baby. Guess what's going to happen? Look, you don't stop, dude. The water is going to pour out the mouth. And you're going to be able to keep pouring, bro. You're going to be able to know that I'm full now. You know why? Because it's coming out of the mouth of the bottle. And when you get the Holy Ghost, the oh, don't fall asleep. The evidence that you get the Holy Ghost, it comes out of your mouth. He said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. This spanky of the Spirit. When God fills you with the Holy Ghost, you'll know because it will flow out of you. It will flow out of you. And you'll never be the same again. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah! I've got the Holy Ghost down in my soul, just like the Bible says. When you get it, the proof that you'll have that you've got it is what's filling up on the inside can't be contained that's why it's so awesome that no matter how big of a God you are that's a big dude right there but when God fills him with the Holy Ghost and when God filled him years ago I promise you as big as he is he's that big old man could not contain with the spirit why because when the source keeps pouring it doesn't matter how big the vessel is there's more spirit then you are flesh. And when God, 
when God fills you with the Holy Ghost, you will never be the same. Flows out of you. If I was the devil, I'd pack up right now. Someone's getting the Holy Ghost tonight. Someone's getting the Holy Ghost tonight. You don't have, it doesn't make you crazy. It doesn't make you a weirdo. How's it weird having God living inside you? You think you've lived. You've not lived until you've had God living in you. Because when the Holy Ghost gets in you, he can get all kind of stuff going. He can give you the Holy Ghost, and when he gets inside you, all of a sudden you find favor at your job, favor in your home, peace at you. Why? Because the Holy Ghost takes over, and he keeps pouring. And when he pours, you can't control where it goes. So much power. You can stay standing. It's all in here right now. How do I get the Holy Ghost? I'm going to tell you how to get the Holy Ghost. Let's all stand right now. I'm going to tell you how to get the Holy Ghost. I'm not preaching long tonight. What do you think about that? I didn't preach long all week, actually. Number one, you've got to repent of your sins. Acts 2.38 says that. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, remission of your sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So repentance is essential to getting the Holy Ghost. Number two, you have to absolutely desire the Holy Ghost. Does it make any sense if I'm preaching my guts out for you to get the Holy Ghost and you don't want it? No matter how much I want you to have. I've prayed for a lot of people that, that, that they wanted me to pray for them, but they didn't want the Holy Ghost. They just wanted me to pray. It don't work. It's not, the pre- it's not some special power the preacher has. There's no such thing as miracle water. It's not some kind of cute little thing preachers do. No human being can give you the spirit of God. Why do you lay hands on us then? Because the Bible says you lay hands on them. That's how you transmit faith. I'm believing with you. The Bible said they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. So we lay hands on people and they get the Holy Ghost and they speak in tongues. And they don't get mad at us for that. Believe it or not, they're thankful that God gave them the Holy Ghost. I've never met anybody that regretted getting the Holy Ghost. Oh, I can't believe I've got power over the devil now. I wanted that depression to kill me tomorrow. I want to be so stressed out. I want, I, that no matter how tired, I want to take on all the problems of the world without God living in me. I've never met anybody that thought like that. Because when you get him inside you, hell knows. That's why a lot of you almost didn't come tonight. It's been trying everything it can to stop you because it knows once you got up in here and the Spirit of God came upon you, there was nothing they could do the rest of your life to keep you from getting a connection. You've never had a walk with God like you have when the Spirit gets on you because He now dwells in you. So, you have to desire it. You have to focus your mind on, when, you, when we're praying for the Holy Ghost, don't have your mind on the game. Don't have your mind on what you've got to do tomorrow at work, what bills are due. I'm not trying to make your mind go there right now. I'm just trying to tell you that when you're praying for the Holy Ghost, don't worry about everything outside. Get your mind on the Lord. Don't worry about who's praying with you, who's beside you. This is your moment to get something from God. If, if this is, hold this for me, Rev. If this is something he's trying to give me, and I'm here to get it. 
He comes, he comes to give it to me. He's trying to give it to me. Oh, God, give it to me. And I'm thinking about this. Well, that's a cool screen. I'd love to play those drums. Well, i got a lot of stuff to do tomorrow. Why is everyone clapping? When you want to get the Holy Ghost, get your mind on the Lord that's going to give you the Holy Ghost. I know this is sound. This is really deep teaching, isn't it? We went deep all week. You should have been here. Now we're going high. When you get the Holy Ghost, have your mind on God. It's rude of me if he's trying to give me this, to have my mind on everything and everybody but the one who's trying to give me the gift. Well, if my girlfriend approves, I'll pray. Can I just be real? I'm going to talk. I feel the Holy Ghost on me right now. When's the last time your girlfriend died on the cross for your sin? Last time I checked, this is between you and God, not you and her. Your spouse may have not, not want anything to do with the Holy Ghost. But if you want the Holy Ghost, don't let anybody on your pew. Don't let anybody you are connected to keep you from getting something from the one who died for you. Well, she might not be comfortable with it. She don't have to have it then. I don't know why she wouldn't want it. It's awesome. But you can get it. And if he don't want you to have it, guess what? God wants you to have it. This is not about a, this is not about a you and him and you and her thing. This is about you and the king. Something that he's got wrapped for everybody. It's called the gift of the Holy Ghost. And he said, I'll pour it out on all flesh, on your sons, on your daughters, on your handmaids, on my servants, male, female, doesn't matter. I'm pouring out the Spirit for whoever wants it. You have to have faith. You have to have faith you're going to get the Holy Ghost tonight. You can't walk up here and say, well, I just hope I get it. That's not faith. That's hope. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's what the Bible says, right? Hebrews 11, without faith, it's impossible to please God. It didn't say without hope. Well, why can't I just hope? Because the Bible says two different times you can rest in your hope, in the flesh. You can rest in the flesh in your hope. That means you can stay, you can stay disconnected hoping God comes through someday. But when you have faith, I'm not leaving without it. And I've never seen someone say, I'm not leaving without it, and leave without it. God's Spirit gets upon them. And most importantly, here's the biggest key to get the Holy Ghost, everybody. Huge, massive, major. After we repent, I'm going to ask the pastor to pray the prayer of repentance tonight and lead us all in repentance. And we'll all repent together. I'm going to repent for me. You repent for you. It makes no sense for you to repent for me and for me to repent for you. So I've got to repent for my sins. You repent for your sins. And we'll all do that in a moment. But when it's time for the Holy Ghost, listen, and I'll pray the prayer of faith when we get the Holy Ghost. But listen. You cannot get the Holy Ghost not worshiping him. What do you mean? If you normally, if you normally think your prayers, like, that's wonderful. But you're not going to get the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues if you're not speaking. If I walk up to pray with you to get the Holy Ghost, and I'm praying, God, fill him right now with the Holy Ghost, and you're going like this, chewing the gum or whatever, looking at I can tell I'm praying, but you're not. So how's God going to feel you when you're not worshiping him? 
I've never seen anyone get the Holy Ghost that wouldn't worship him. But I've seen people all over the world get the Holy Ghost that worshiped him, whether they knew how to pray or not. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I worship you. I love you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Yeah, when you start doing that, the Bible says he dwells in the praises of his people or of Israel. So when you start praising him, hallelujah, the ancient Aramaic means I give everything to Jehovah. So you're saying, God, I give you everything. Hallelujah. And God says, I can't ignore someone that's praising me like that. If God can fill Kevin in Atlanta, Georgia, with the man that was born without a tongue, with the Holy Ghost, without a tongue, he spoke with other tongues, and God filled him right in front of everybody in that church, a man on the street, a homeless man born without a tongue, and God filled him with the Holy Ghost. Don't tell me. Don't try to tell me that God can't fill you tonight. I watched God fill a man 45 years old right there today, this morning, for the first time with the Holy Ghost. Don't tell me God can't fill you with the power of the Holy Ghost tonight. Here's what's going to happen so we're all on the same page, okay? In a moment, he's going to take this mic and he's going to pray a prayer of repentance. That means he's going to, he's going to repent to the Lord. He's going to lead this church. He's the authority in this church. He's going to lead us in repentance. And you're going to repent for you. And I'm going to repent for me. And, and if you don't know what to pray for, the things you're sorry about, repentance is turning away from sin. So if, if you've done things wrong, you just tell the Lord you're sorry for anything you can think of, whether it's emotional or mental or physical, whatever things you've done wrong. You don't have to get specific, but just be real. There's a difference in praying from your heart and praying from your head. What are you saying? Uh, if I hear him saying, and I, can, I just repeat it, and I'm just saying what he says, that's praying from my head. But I can pray what he's praying, but I can mean it from my heart like, God, please forgive me of my sin. There's a big difference in me just saying it and me meaning it. He's going to repent, and I'm going to repent, and you're going to repent. I'm asking everyone in the front to back to repent. The Bible said they were in one mind and one accord when suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing, mighty wind. And after he's done repenting, and I'm repenting, and you're repenting, I'm going to ask everyone to come forward as much as they can. No one by themselves. Everybody is coming out of their pew. I know it's going to be crowded, so we'll probably be in the aisles. And then we're going to pray for people to get the Holy Ghost. And I'll pray the prayer of faith. And when I am done, like this morning, I'll everybody shout hallelujah as loud as they can. That's your key to start worshiping God. Some of you will say hallelujah. That'll be the last thing you say in English as God takes over and you start speaking in tongues. The Bible said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. This spake he of the Spirit. Some of you might pray a minute or a few minutes. You just keep worshiping God. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for dying for my hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then when those words start coming that you know don't make sense, don't hold them hostage down inside. Let the river flow out of you. Let it go. Hallelujah. Has served its purpose. I love you, Jesus. Has served its purpose. Thank you for everything. Has served it. Now let the spirit flow from you. He's about to come right here. One last thing. Would you do me a favor? Would you look at all your neighbors around you? Would you ask them, have you received the Holy Ghost lately? Would you turn right now and ask that all over the building? Would you ask everybody, have you received the Holy Ghost lately? If they said no, tell them tonight's the night. Amen. Before we pray a prayer of repentance tonight, 
I'm going to ask these young men on the front to give me just a little bit of room. If you'll just step right over and up against that right here on this side, just step right back. We want to make room for those that need to come charging forward very quickly tonight because I'm going to challenge you to move quickly when the call is made here in the next few moments because God is about to pour out his spirit upon us tonight. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means you and that means me. There's none of us perfect in the room tonight. No matter what you think about yourself or others think about you, you're not perfect. We need a Savior. I'm going to ask you to repent with me right now all over the room. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed, no one's looking around. Maybe if you have your mouth filled with gum, you'd like to spit it out. You would like to just reverence this moment. No one's moving, no one's looking around, no one's paying attention to the person next to them. But right now in this solemn moment, this is very private, very personal. This is between you and the Lord. And maybe you already know how to repent. And if you do know how to repent, you repent in your own words. You say what God puts in your spirit to pray. But if you don't know how to repent tonight, you can just pray as I pray. You can just follow me as I pray tonight. And you can pray in your own words as I am calling on the Lord tonight for myself and you can repent. Everybody in the room tonight is going to repent together. The Bible said godly sorrow worketh repentance. That means you may have a tear that comes to your eye as you think about being a sinner standing before the Lord tonight. All over the room with me now. No one is looking around. Nobody is moving. Everyone is holding steady tonight. Nobody walking. Nobody moving right now. Nobody looking. Heads are bowed. Eyes are closed. And in your own words now, would you begin to tell the Lord, God, I'm sorry for my sins. I'm sorry for the walk that I have been walking, for the way that I have been going. I apologize, God. I'm sorry from the depth of my heart and my spirit. God, deep within my heart tonight, I, I've made a decision tonight, Lord, to turn around and to go another direction in my life. God, I don't want to walk the same way I was walking. I'm sorry for being the person that I have been. I'm sorry, Lord, for walking against your will and going against your word. I'm sorry, God, for every evil thought, for every evil word, for every sinful thought, Lord, for every lie I've told, for everything that I have done that's against you. Lord, I repent of sins against you, sins against my my own flesh. I repent, God, for things, God, that I have done that has not pleased you. Lord, I am sorry for every sin in my life. I want to be like you. I want to be filled with your spirit, God. I don't want any sin to keep me out of heaven. Lord, I repent. You have died on a cross for me, Lord. I owe my life to you. And God, I repent. I want to be saved, God. I need you, Lord. I, I need you more than I need the next breath that I breathe. I need you, God. Forgive me, Lord, for every evil way, for every evil action, Lord, for every satanic thing that I have ever done, spoken, or said. I pray right now, Lord, that you forgive me, and I receive that forgiveness, and I accept that forgiveness right now that comes only from you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I repent, and I turn my heart and my life to you. In the name of Jesus. Now thank the Lord by clapping your hands if he's forgiven you of your sins. Thank the Lord, thank the Lord, thank the Lord. I want you to tell him, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
There's no easier way to forgive yourself than after a revelation that God's just forgiven you. So if God's forgiven you, why are you holding a grudge against yourself and holding condemnation and guilt over something you did three years ago, three months ago, three minutes ago? Just release it right now. If God's forgiven you, you need to forgive yourself tonight. No matter what the devil tells you. Amen. He said, I will cast your sins into the sea of forgetfulness. I told him this morning, it's the greatest ocean in the world. The biggest ocean. The sea of forgetfulness. That's what he does with your sins when you just do what you just did. All right. Are you ready for the outpouring of the Holy Ghost again tonight? It happened this morning. It's going to happen again tonight. Several people will be filled with the Holy Ghost, and they will be gr- it'll be the, gr- the greatest day of your life. The wedding day, my wedding day was awesome. The birth of my two baby boys, amazing. But the greatest day of my life was when God filled me with the Holy Ghost. No period, no competition. God's that, those were incredible days, but God's spirit coming inside is the greatest day of our life. Are you ready to get started? All right, let's all come forward if we possibly can. Grab your neighbor and say, Come on, let's go to the front. We're all going together. Let's all come forward right now. Get as close as you can because we're going to be in the aisles, we're going to be everywhere on the sides. Praise God. Preachers, you don't mind, come standing behind me for a moment here. Now, Frankfurt, I'm asking you when they start getting the Holy Ghost to let me know tonight by, by throwing your thumb in the air when they start getting the Holy Ghost. Remember, if you've got the Holy Ghost, and I want you to help me pray with people that need the Holy Ghost tonight. We're going to look around pray with each other. Whether this is the first time the person needs it or they haven't gotten it in a long time. Maybe they haven't been in, in a church for a long time or it's been a while since God filled them. Tonight, God wants to refill them with the Holy Ghost. But God wants to pour out His Spirit. And he will pour out his spirit. If you're up here and you need the Holy Ghost, remember. Remember, we did the first part. We repented. Now, you have to desire it. You have to want it. You've got to have your mind on the Lord. You have to have faith. You're going to get it tonight. And you've got to worship God for your own mouth. And God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. Make plenty of room. We've got plenty of people that need the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Everybody, please come forward. There's plenty of room. I don't know if there's like a big disease up here in the middle that's got everybody scared or something, but, but there's a big like green spot. Awesome. Come on up. There we go. Thank you, brother. There we go. Now remember, if you don't want him living in you now, don't blame this preacher. Because I could have preached anything I wanted to to this church for the journey we've had this week and told them all, all the blessings of God that were coming to them. But there were guests here tonight, so I put everything for this church on the back burner. I had a whole different message I was going to preach. I put it down for the guests that are here tonight. So don't let your blood be on my hands at the end of this if you don't want God. Because I put it all on the line for you tonight. All right. Every hand raised across the building. We're getting ready to lay hands on each other and pray. And God's going to pour out the Holy Ghost by the authority of the Word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus Christ. You said in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Everybody shout hallelujah.
Now lay your hands on them. Lay your hand. One's already got the Holy Ghost right there. Lay your hands on them and God will fill them with the Holy Ghost. God will fill them with the Holy Ghost. If you want it, speak out. Raise your hands and worship the Lord. He will pour His Spirit upon you right now. That's it. Let me know. Come on, guys. Let's go. Let me know when they get the Holy Ghost. Let me know when they get the Holy Ghost. Come on, guys, invade the altars. Let's go lay hands on everybody. Come on, Frankfurt. Come on now. In the name of Jesus, several people out here need the Holy Ghost. Go after them. Lay hands on them. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That's another one right there. In the name of the Lord. One just got it. Another one. He's already got it. Another one just got the Holy Ghost. We've had two receive the Holy Ghost already. Lay your hands on them. In the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. If you want it, he'll give it to you. Don't tell me you want it, but you're not praying. If you want it, go after it. Reach out to Jesus like Bartimaeus did when he crossed by him on the side of the road. Jesus, thou son of David.